0: And we're back this year on the Canyon Podcast. This is the first official podcast of the year, 2021 season. Ken Brown, WJR Radio. Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com. Hello, Michael. Kensington Waldorf Brown. What a name. <laughs> I've got a bone to pick with you right now. Oh, wait, this is
1: wait. our first official. Wait, wait a minute. Because uh, I know what you're about to say. This Go is ahead. our first official podcast, right? Official. So all those other ones we did when I took notes and I prepared and all that, <laughs> they just didn't
0: count? Well, I'm going to tell everybody now. The reason why we haven't been doing podcasts is, uh, WJ, we're in the middle of a studio change where we're, you know, we're installing new studios, so we haven't been able to do them. We haven't been able to do our podcasts like we usually do. So we have done a couple of bootleg podcasts at different places, and we tried to get them up. But like the one we did last week, never made it to air. We have been doing them. We have been on our job working for you, the fan but we just haven't been able to get them on the air. So last week's podcast, no one heard it. No one saw it. And it's good no one heard it and saw it, Mike, because your your observations were so outlandish (laughs) that it was best that we just bury that one for life.
1: Well, so let me just ask you this then. Our bootleg podcasts are out there with the, Bootleg Dylan tapes. Yeah, that's right. The bootleg. That's right. That's exactly tapes,
0: right. Exactly right. The Marilyn Monroe yes. bootleg yes. pictures. Yes, we're in pretty good company. We're in pretty okay, good let's company. Keep doing it. And even though we do not have the Lions here on WJR anymore, we will give you the same same service that we have been giving you for the last five years. Plus, I think it will even be better now because we basically have more access than we used to have, or at least I do. My, Mike's always had access. Now I can tell you what I see. And I don't have to be worried about anything else. So you only get the truth coming out of the canon podcast. Anyway, Mike, uh, season – this is a weird preseason because there's only three preseason games. I'm right. trying to figure out – the first preseason game in a four-preseason game set usually is, you know, just pretty much a, a basic walkthrough with more speed. But it seems to me that this – First preseason game was like the second preseason game in a regular schedule.
1: Well, I think different different teams played it differently. I think that Detroit Lions probably played their starting quarterback Jared Goff. I think it was twenty two snaps. Those was only two possessions, uh, three and out, then eighteen. But there's a couple other snaps and penalties and all that. So I think that I think they played it a little bit differently than some of the others. For example, Matthew Stafford didn't play. Uh, uh, the, the Bills didn't play their starting quarterback, their Pro Bowl quarterback. So teams played it differently, but I think the Lions had to get their quarterback in there because it's, it's a everybody's new deal. New. The right. coach is new. new the players are new, and the quarterback is new. Right. So he just can't go waltzing into the regular season and say, hey guys, what do you, what do you want to do now? I'm checking exactly. down. Exactly. I thought it was the right thing to do.
0: And uh, Josh Allen for the Bills did go out for the coin toss, so he did uh, get his work in for the night. Evidently, he went out and did that and met up with golf. I guess him and golf are friends, so I guess that's that's a good thing. Um, let's get right to it. Um, I don't do impressions, but I do have some impressions of this first <laughs> preseason game.
1: And okay. I
0: am. I offensively, I'm not impressed. Defensively, I'm more impressed than I was for the last three years of. Uh, Matt, Patricia, just scheme-wise, not player-wise, but just guys were lined up. It looked more like a defense that I can understand. When you get talent in it, it would be the way they want to do it. Now, I just don't have any inclination offensively what's going to happen because I can't tell yet. You know, you had Hawkinson out, you had Swift out. Arguably your two best offensive players after the quarterback or before the quarterback.
1: Oh yeah, that's their that's their two best players. I don't think there's any well, the best player is the center Frank Ragnow. He's the best player on that football team. But in terms of you know skilled position and all that, yeah, Swift and and Hackinson. I mean Hawkinson was you know, one of those Top 100s came out this week. Mike, one of those one of those Top 100 things came out. Yeah, and he was ninety-three. Uh, he was ninety-third. Yeah. Yeah. So look, you're talking about a guy who's one of the you know, the top five percent of players in international Football. He's an and up and he coming. He's
0: an up and coming.
1: Well, he's he's up and coming and coming some more too. So
0: yeah. All right, let's not let's not that, build him but, out but to they, be they also, uh, Kellen Winslow senior. Now, come on, he's up and coming. Got some work to do. All right. But, but the one thing
1: is that those five starters on the offensive line played all 22 snaps together, and then departed. And that was a to me. That's what I would have done exactly. Uh, You you talked about looking forward, though. I think you'll see more activity in the third preseason game than you ordinarily would have in the fourth, which was none. You think so? But also, yes. You think they're going to play the third game? Yes, because you have two and a half weeks after that game before you play your first regular season game, and that's too long. All right, we're going to have to to bet a Coke on this
0: because I don't think the starters are going to see a snap in that third game. I think you're completely wrong. I, I hope I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think so. And I, if if I was a coach, I would be like the Rams' coach McVay. You're not even seeing the field on the third game. Well, McVeigh's like you're not seeing the field of the preseason for Stafford. But I'm not. I'm not putting them out there in the third game. This week right here well, will give me enough I need to know to go into the season.
1: See, I, I don't, I don't agree with that, and I don't think uh, the new coaching staff with the all new roster and all that. I don't think they agree with it either. I th- look, I am not saying they're going to play, you know, three quarters or a half or anything like that. But I firmly believe that they'll get some work, and that's what I would do. And there's a way to, there's a way to protect your players too. It really is. Well,
0: like I said, they do need to work, so I'm not going to argue that point. But I just, um, I'm not a big fan of the preseason games. I think two is enough in any c se- any preseason, and well, oh, me just plan
1: two. Okay. Yeah,
0: and this week and last well, you, week is well, enough you for me. Well, you play in
1: two. You got three of them and you play in two of them. But, the, but to just sit and, and not have done anything for 20 days, 21 days, even more than that, 25 days, I don't think that's right either.
0: Well, last year they did that. Mike, they went, what, 20-some days or 30-some days without playing a, a pre- no, preseason game? No, last year game. they
1: went a year and a half without a preseason game.
0: Well, I'm talking about from the, when they started camp last year to the first regular season game. That was a month without playing a game. They went yeah got, well, I'm just saying it can happen. Um, I was disappointed in the run blocking of the uh, the first team offensive line. I expected more. Maybe it was the running back, I don't know, but I just didn't see holes. I didn't see i saw I didn't see what I thought I would see being a season line like that. I thought that um Penny Sewell would have a lot of problems being his first game in a couple of years, but after the first series, I thought he was fine.
1: I think so too. That first series was was an absolute nightmare. It was an incomplete pass on first down, and the ball was batted down just beyond the line of scrimmage, which indicates to me that they were getting, you know, they were getting uh, penetration already. The second one was a uh, either a run for no gain or yeah, it was a run for no gain, and then the third one was a sack. So that was not the way to start it. But they came back after that and 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 really tightened it up. I thought there were a couple of plays in there in the second possession. And look, we're judging a team based on, on the second possession. But they had thir- third and one twice, and and Jamal Williams got the first down both times. That's sort of been a problem the Lions have had in, in short yardage. And I thought at least for one, for one game anyway, it looked like it, it's something that they've worked on. And yeah, I thought that was a good sign for them. The rest of it, it was a clean – it was really a clean possession for them and ended up in a field goal.
0: Yeah. Um, some things I've looked at, maybe I'm wrong, because it was first time out with the quarterback golf, but I, I just think that uh, you guys are going to look back six, seven games from now and see the, the Stafford explosive arm offense. That just ain't happening anymore. We're back to uh, – I think it's a better arm than Joey Harrington's arm and it's a better arm than Kitten's arm. But, yeah, we're back to those days now. Maybe Scott Mitchell and his arm are comparable. But you're just not going to see that expl- that ball explode off of uh, Goff's hand. But I do think he might be more accurate than Stafford. I think he's a very well, accurate first,
1: passer.
0: Kenny, when you say you have to look back six or
1: seven games, I don't think you have to look back. There's no comparison in the arm strength. and that That was evident. Been watching training camp, but on at, at the game too. I mean, that's it, it. Just doesn't come off his hand the same way Matthew Stafford does. But there are probably 28 or 29 quarterbacks in the National Football League who don't throw it the way he does. You're talking about elite all-time arm talent in Matthew Stafford. But there's there's more to it, you know. Look, Drew Brees did fairly well. I'd say without a big arm, he was accurate. He was decisive. He knew where to go with the ball most of the time. So that's that. That doesn't worry me. It's just the overall demeanor of, and running a football team, running an offense. That's what we'll judge, uh, like any quarterback. But that's what we'll judge Jared Goff on when it's all said and done.
0: Would you and think about 20, his running of the season? offense? Would you think how do you think he looked that way? Well, like I said, they the, the second o
1: the second possession. I thought it was a good, solid possession. You know, good, solid possession. He got like I said, he had eighteen plays. Ended up, he he was seven for seven. And then I think it was the eighth pass, uh, an incompletion in the end zone for Terrell Williams. You know, it was a pretty good play, pretty good throw, and it was well defensed. They were able to uh, create the incompletion in the end zone. So I'll take that. I'll I'll take take seven straight completions any day of the week.
0: Well, we'll see how that works out. Um, Wide receiver wise, I didn't see much this week. But like you said, it was only a couple of series. We'll see this week how it goes. But um, I, I'm i just looking for some big play guy on, as a receiver. I, I, my favorite last year was Quentin Cephas. And I don't know if he's going to get that opportunity this year because of injuries and whatever, you know, to show himself out and, you know, familiarity with golf. He's not having to camp this year like he had last year. Last year, he was one of the better receivers in camp. I think Galladay was hurt. Or I can't remember what happened. I remember Cephas was one of the better receivers last year. So this year well, – I
1: thought he had a – yeah, I heard he had a nice rookie season. I think it was great, but thought it was good. It showed some things. He's got you know, he's got good strong hands and he you know, he's got good body control. He's never gonna beat you with speed. He's gonna have to do it with you know, preparation and, and and knowing the offense and you know and doing the best with what he has, but unfortunately he's been injured and he hasn't had a chance to do that. And that's look, you've heard this line before. Availability is the best ability and he hasn't been available.
0: Right. Well, that's it for the offense. Now, defense, I saw a couple things I liked and a couple things I want to see more of. Um, The first team defense, um, I couldn't get a real feel out of it. I I just thought they were solid. I didn't get a real good feel yet. I don't know if they're comfortable in their positions or not, but I didn't see any big breakdowns. That's one thing I was happy about. You know, usually with a new scheme, there's breakdowns all over the field. I didn't see a lot of breakdowns.
1: There was one breakdown on that touchdown pass, the the rollout wide open in the end zone, or wide open to run into the end zone. Right. Uh, Dan Campbell addressed that at his presser, his Monday presser, about a half an hour ago, and he said there was a veteran who knows what he did wrong. Well, I would like to have a veteran who knows what to do and doesn't do it wrong. So, sort of, the finger is being pointed at, not by the coach, but by everybody else, uh, Jelani Tavai, for. For not reading that correctly. Well, it's it not mean, good. Yeah, you're but the, good as, yeah, he's good. fighting
0: for his he's fighting for his NFL life right now. And say well, um, it's not good. Yeah, and I you know I, I've seen nothing out of him since he got here. So I you know if he makes it fine. But uh, look, I got bigger fish to fry than Jelani Tavai. I just think that I just it, he's just never gonna match this being a second round pick. I'm sorry, I don't see it. I haven't seen it. Well, I wouldn't disagree with you. I haven't seen it. Now, maybe he'll have some pixie dust come in and play great the next two games, but I haven't seen it. Um, One thing I did see, though, that um, I like is that Derek Barnes, Now I know he wasn't playing against the starters, but I just saw juice in those legs, and I saw saw excitement coming out. I I saw a guy play the way I thought that our linebacker that left would have been over the years. That's the way I saw him playing. I think that uh, he played eight sna-
1: eight defensive snaps, which wasn't a lot because he's coming back from a, I believe it was a, ham- a tight hamstring injury, and you know they're, they're easing him in. They don't want to, you know, right. do anything to get create a setback or anything. But you know, first play he made a good stop on the running. He got in on a, a run for no gain, or maybe a loss. I forget if it was a short loss or it was. Mm. And then um, he finished out that that his stint with a. Uh, on a delayed blitz on third down, came in clean, chased the quarterback and forced him to throw the ball away. But he missed a couple of other things there, too. You could see the gaps and all that, but he just, right. he just didn't get there. Those are, you know, I wouldn't call them entirely mental. Some of them, you know, it's a combination of things. But, he, you know, he's learning right now to react at a faster pace, and he hasn't had all of training camp to do that. So right. more to come from me. But, as you know, I've am I'm, I'm been pretty high on on Derek Barnes ever since they moved up, you know, to get him in the fourth round of the draft. He gave away a pick to move up and get him, doing some research on him. I like his versatility at Purdue, uh, and I like the guy, too. He's a really, really high-character athlete. And a high character person.
0: Yeah, like I said, he moves around like Jared Davis. I thought was going to become, which he never did. But we'll see how that goes. Well, I think he's,
1: I think he, I think he's got more lateral quickness than. Yeah, as I did. said,
0: yeah, I said the way Jared, I wanted Jared to play, but it just never came the way. Uh Kevin Strong and Austin Bryant stood out to me. So Austin Bryant, if you can keep him on the field, you might be able to get something out of him, man. But he he's a walking injury. I mean, just, a you know, I mean, yeah, fourth round draft pick, yeah, yeah. But two when two he plays. Ago. You call his name. You hear his name out there. I mean, he, he makes plays, whether you like it or even the end of last year. He makes plays well, when he's out there.
1: unfortunately, when you say hear his name, mostly what we hear is entering the field, number <laughs> 94. <laughs> <laughs> but if he stays healthy, he's got a chance. And and, and, and Strong, I'll tell you what, you look at the, when he's played, and I think he's played 15 games in the last two years combined. You know, from his rookie season to last year and now going into his third year, he's made some plays and he's played You know, substantial time. He's got, I think it is now, Kenny, I think I looked this up just because I knew we were going to talk about him. He's played 14 games in the last two years and he's got 300 and I think it's 70 snaps. So he's not just in there for only short yardage, you know, three and out and then he's on the bench. He's really played about Twenty-eight to thirty percent of the snaps in every game he's played. So this he's had a chance to play, and he's taken advantage of that playing time.
0: Yeah, he's better. He's a
1: strong, yeah, a strong, okay. he is a strong dude. Dude, yep. Strong is his name is strong, and that ain't wrong. Well, you can't
0: be named strong and be the weakest guy on the field. That just was not gonna make it. You know, you can't be getting pushed around. So he, he backs his name up. Uh, two other quick things we got to get out of here. But two other quick things. The younger Aquara, I thought. He played against, like I said, backups or whatever, but I like what I'm seeing from that. I want to see that continue. I don't want to see him play against some better competition this week, get him in there against, you know, maybe starters or some twos and see how that works out. But he looks like he can get to that quarterback when you let him go. Now, his run blocking is another thing, but, you know. Well, not run blocking, run, I guess, running, I know, his, running chasing or whatever.
1: Well, run defense. Yeah, yeah he's uh, he and his and his brother, Romeo, Looking awful lot alike. Jamal might, uh, Jelani, Jelani, Julian. I get it on the third try. Good thing this is in jeopardy. I'd be broke. Mm-hmm. He, um, I think he's. I think he's got some of his brother's quickness. You know, I remember when Chris, when they drafted him last year, Chris Spielman who was then doing. You know, before he got hired by the Lions, he was. We were doing a draft breakdown on every draft pick, and he said. The two things that offensive linemen fear the most are, are explosion and speed, and he has both. So, that's that's an Ohio State guy, critiquing, a Notre Dame guy, and so it carries a little extra weight when he sees it that way. And it was seven months before he was working for the Lions, so it was strictly an independent opinion.
0: You know who I thought of when I saw him at the end of that game rushing the passer? Who he reminded me of? And I, I don't don't hold me to this. People listening, I didn't say he's gonna become this guy, but you know who he reminded me of? I can't wait. A young Cliff Averill. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> he just Absolutely. reminded me of Cliff Averill. He
1: did. He yep. did. Yeah, Cliff Avril. <laughs> uh, Cliff was a little, a little tighter build, a little shorter, not quite as, not quite as uh, angular as, as as Julian. But yeah, and, and Boate, you, you talk about a guy who came on as a. Gangbuster player. Right. Third-round pick, it. and
0: he got better and better and better and better. And
1: Third-round pick out of Br- Purdue. And I honestly think that, that losing him to free agency cost the Lions more than losing and Dominick and Sue did. I really believe that. Might be true.
0: My opinion. Might be true. A uh, couple of things I want to see this week before we go, too. Uh, I want to see a Cuda get tested. I want to see a Warrior get tested this week. I want to see what they got. You really didn't get a chance to see it this well, last
1: game. You saw from this standpoint, they, played, they both played, I think, twenty-one and twenty-two stamps respectively, and they didn't, they didn't get tested in that area because they covered their guys and they didn't to get open.
0: Yeah, but that wasn't a quarterback I want to see, I want to see Roethlisberger. I want to see uh, Haslam. I want to see uh, whoever's quarterback in this week. Um, whoever. Oh, these
1: guys are professional. Look, I know, professional but I want to see them get out there and,
0: against a starter, or a regular starter, and see what they got. We'll uh, find out this well, week what they got.
1: Well, well what? I think their careers are on the line. No, their careers are on the line, on the but line. I want to
0: see where they are. I'm not going by last week's you know, game as the the arbiter. I want to see them against a starting, a good receiver. You see Juju Susta this week. You see that other Claypool this week. You'll see them up against some guys that have names in this league and a quarterback that has a name in this league. And let's see what they got. Well, the Bills said wide receivers just as good as the guys you're talking about at Pittsburgh. They yeah, didn't they, play them. Yeah, but I'm saying they didn't, but I want to see them play these. I want to see guys that are playing. Well, Is that okay with well, you? Can I, see other, him but actually, but can I see them actually play against somebody? No, you can't, and I'll tell you why, okay? And I'll tell you why.
1: <laughs> because you want the Detroit Lions to hold out their starters, but you want every other team to play theirs against the Lions.
0: No, I want him to play the second game. I want him to play the (laughs) second game. i tell you who I don't want to see play ever again in life is Tim Boyle, the backup quarterback. I've seen enough. I have seen enough. I I think David Blau right now is the better player. I don't know what their rankings are. I think Blau's the better player right now. He's he's a little
1: smoother, and he's a little more decisive with the ball. I would agree with him. But he's been here. This is his third year with his team, so at least – that stands out for something. But I would that's think. why you
0: get these guys; these free agents, or late round picks, and you groom them, and you keep them around, and then you hope they grow into backups. And then, if some of them even grow into starters eventually. But that's why he's been here three years for this was his moment to be the backup. And not only
1: that, and not only that, his wife Melissa Gonzalez is a an Olympic hurdler. Not a hurdler, yeah, Olympic yeah. four hundred meter 400. hurdler.
0: Yes, she might made have to play sc- receiver. Made
1: the, uh, made, the, uh, made, the uh, made the semifinals. In, in the Olympics in Tokyo. so
0: She might have There's to play receiver if we can't get any speed going down that field in the next couple of weeks. If I don't see anything better yeah, out of receivers, time. I'm calling her.
1: Tyrell Williams has got plenty of speed. It's shown up in his, uh, in his,
0: in his line. He's a good player he, when he healthy. Fact, you know- good player when healthy he had two catches for 30 yards. That's yeah. him. A good shift. player when healthy. And um, St. Brown, Kim Brown's uh, younger cousin, St. Brown, I thought he p- had a good first game for a rookie. I thought he, I had, he did all right. He had two catches. He's yeah. very competitive. That's yeah. what I like about him. Right. So the other receiver spot is the one that's open, and there's going to be some cuts. Uh, Ty Gurley has not signed yet either. I'm still wondering. you picking guys up off the street and running in. I wonder if they're still interested in Gurley. And next time you talk to the coach, if I'm not out there, why don't you find out? Well, he said
1: very declaratively about two months ago, we've made an offer. So apparently it's up to Gurley to decide if he want to play for that offer.
0: Right, but he's not okay. playing anywhere now, so maybe that's his only offer. So I'm just wondering, is it still on the table?
1: Next time you talk to him, well, see other, if it's still on the other, table. Other, other teams have talked to him. Other teams have talked to right, him. Right, but evidently we'll nobody's offering
0: him what he wants. But I'm saying eventually you're going to play at night. So, all right. all right, I'm gonna let you go, Mike. That's gonna be it for this week. We're gonna catch up again next week. And I did listen to Stafford's interview. I stayed up and watched the game uh, Saturday night. It was hurtful. I got over it though. Matt you Stafford, listened Stafford's interview. They interviewed him at the end of the beginning of the second quarter during the game. If you oh, if anybody's watching it, and he said he was learning how to uh, find out where to sit on their bench, how they warm up. He was he was Matt Stafford, man. And I, I well, that, I, that's good. Well, you know what?
1: I wish I could have seen that, but you know what? I have ATT verse, and we've got a power <laughs> outage in our area. And twice they've told me uh, it'll be fixed in six to seven hours. That's twice. Yeah, but they
0: didn't say which six to seven hours. They just said six to seven exactly. hours. Exactly. It could be I think six, six to stopped. seven hours next Wednesday.
1: I think they've stopped not telling the truth or just not bothering to listen. Well, before. I'm gonna
0: get on that. I'll make sure so you there get your we problem. Go. I'll make sure you get your problem before the next podcast. All the right, Mike. That's Michael here, DetroitLines.com. Check him out. Check his writings out. And uh, Ken Brown from WGI Radio, check me out on the air every day. And we'll have – next week we'll talk Pittsburgh-Detroit recap and going into the third preseason game. Mike, enjoy yourself this week.
1: All right, Ken Brown, thanks for having me. All right.